0: It is Locked on Jazz for the 2nd of November already. Jazz getting ready for the Sacramento Kings. We'll look at that matchup a little bit, but bigger picture things. The Utah Jazz ball movement, non-existent. In fact, historically low. What's going on and should we be concerned about it? Joe Ingles is playing in a different fashion than we've seen before. And Eric Paschal is a member of the Utah Jazz is very different than Eric Pascal. Member of the Golden State Warriors. Those are the main topics coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast in the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in and making Locked on Jazz your first listen of every single day. And we are free and available on all platforms, Right there, you can push subscribe on YouTube and also get notified whenever we go live, thanks to the early morning crowd that has jumped aboard uh, and jumped in. Uh, Let's talk about a bunch of different things. Uh, The ball movement of the Utah Jazz is down considerably. Uh, John Schumann, in his NBA... uh, power rankings which i really do think is the best read of the week so if you're interested in those kind of things i would tell you um that's that's the number one item that i would read if i had one nba thing to read and i want to be an nba uh fan that would be the one thing i would read every single week just to kind of give you so the jazz passing is way down passes made uh, and it's interesting. There's no correlation between passing and winning. The two teams that have the most passes are Detroit and Indiana, followed by Golden State, who's 5-1, and one, followed by Denver, who's 4-3, and three, followed by San Antonio, that's 2-5. and five. And I always like to look at the top six and bottom six and see if there's a trend. The, 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 be- the top passing teams all throw about over 300 passes. This is where we used to be. This is more, to me, an interesting evolution of where the Jazz are as a team. And this year we're throwing 256 passes a game, which is the fewest of any team in the NBA. We have we end up per game uh, with potential assists of 44 potential assists a game, which ranks us about 22nd. Our actual assists per game is last in the league by two a game at 17. The Thunder at 19. The Dallas Mavericks are 20. Um, So we uh, assist to pass percentage. Uh, We are near the bottom. So even when we are throwing passes, they are not yielding anything uh, at a rate that's a little lower than the rest of the league. So let's, uh, let's discuss why and whether it matters. So the first reason why is that when we were a super high pass team we weren't very good. We were trying to get the ball up the floor. We didn't have anybody who could go one on one. We didn't have players who could beat you and we were trying to play what uh, at the time Quinn referred to and was referred to as advantage basketball. And advantage basketball was that you would make your guys would come down the floor and get off a pick and do this and move it and one guy to the next guy and you just progressively get better shot as the possession went on, And and that's when, you know, we had Ricky Rubio, who couldn't beat anybody one-on-one and and play that, and we had Jay Crowder, who couldn't beat anybody one-on-one, and we were playing Favors and Gobert at the same time, and we threw a lot of passes. Um, In fact, if you go back to the 15-16 season, we led the league at 352 passes a game. Then in 1617, we went to 314 passes a game. 2017-18, we stayed around the same rate. We threw about 318. Then we 1819, we threw about 310. And then we switched our roster. Then we became an offensive team and we went from 315 passes a game to 296. And then last year we went from 296 to about 290. But now we're all the way down to 256. So that seems a little surprising so why so first is talent second I think is that we the the concept of good enough got out there so we used to play every possession was good to great in other words you're coming down the floor you might have a good shot but let's move it and get a great shot And then last year, I thought we instituted what I would call, and really going in the bubble, we instituted good enough. That shot's good enough. And I think good enough is now meaning less ball movement. That if you have a good enough look, you're taking it. I would guess we are having more possessions with zero or one pass than we've had in a little while. Um, I don't know that that's bad. You know, frankly, what matters is your shot distribution and your shot shot quality. And our shot distribution right now is about as good as anyone in the NBA. If we go to cleaning the glass, which gives you just pure shot distribution in this, uh, and we look at where we are in the league from a shooting and a shot distribution standpoint, we are currently taking the fourth most, most amount of shots at the rim, at 36%, the second most amount of shots as threes at 44%. And we have the second best location effective field goal percentage of anyone in the NBA. The only team that's better is Houston, actually. Houston takes 50, has an effective field goal percentage of 54.2 based on location, and we're at 53.9. So we're taking, there are three teams in the league right now that are in the top 10 In both three-point attempts and shots at the rim. Utah, Minnesota, and Golden State. And so we're getting really good looks. And we're last in the NBA in percentage of shots that are mid-range shots. We're only taking 3.2% of our shots as long twos. We only take take 16% in the floater range. We only take 19% shots overall. So... If we got a little bit more rim shots, we'd be better than Houston. But overall, we're taking the fewest mid-range shots of any team in the league. So that's pretty good. If you look at quality of shots, there's that stat I used the other day, which was uh, quantified shot quality. You've probably heard this from me a little bit. That's to tell you you know, where you're getting shots, whether they're open. We're getting the third best quantified shot quality of any team in the league. Only the Golden State Warriors and Minnesota Timberwolves are better, and so I'm not sure the lack of passing is actually that big a concern. And so, let why is it going on? So, one is we have better talent who can just beat people. Two, we're playing faster, we're pushing it out. I think we're taking more one pass possessions where the ball skips ahead and we shoot. Three is I think these are thinks. Uh, Three, I think, is that we're seeing more switching defenses than we've ever seen before. And when teams switch us, one through five, your ball movement goes away. Our ball movement comes from when we play pick and roll, which we're so good at that no one was gonna, is going to, at some point, people are not going to let us play it nearly as much as we used to. You know, we were running 90, 95 picks a game you're coming off a pick, getting in the lane. You're either, if you're not lobbing to Rudy, then you're pushing it to the wing guy. They rotate, you spin, spin. It's running around the outside. It's that rhythm basketball. And all of a sudden you get your shot and you've thrown six or seven passes. And that's a large part of it. And so I don't think that we're going to see that the same way because I'm not sure that teams are going to allow us to run as many picks. Now, the fact is we're running about 100 picks per 100 possessions right now, which is the highest rate of anyone in the league. So while that is something I thought to be true, when I looked at the data, it, it doesn't necessarily back it up. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure why that is or what's, what's taking place there. It also could be one or two players vastly impacting this. So one is that Donovan Mitchell went from playing with 28% of his possessions being assisted to 15% of his possessions being assisted. A non-assisted possession is a much, much more difficult possession than an assisted possession. It also might be why Donovan's shooting 40% and 31% from three. This to me might be the more concerning number here, that the teams are switching and suddenly Donovan feels the urgency to go one-on-one and so we're getting less ball move. But Donovan, percentage of field goals assisted on two-point field goals is at 3%. It was at 15 last year and the year prior was at 21. Percentage of three-point assist field goals assisted. Last year was at 50%. This year is at 33. This one I would keep an eye on. This is leading to a lack of efficiency and I think is worth digging into a little bit to try to figure out what's taking place there. The other note that John Schumann had in his great power rankings is that the Jazz assist to field goal rate as a team and you think of us as a passing, moving basketball team, is the lowest of any team in 48 seasons. Now, I almost I read that and suddenly want to check it. Was it the lowest in the Jazz in 48 seasons, or is it the lowest for any team in 48 seasons? Because those are two incredible numbers. Uh, if it's the lowest of any team in 48 seasons, I, I always have a feeling on this, and that is, I get nervous when you're at that level. Uh, you know, I, I like teams that have a clear definition of how they play. I often will say, you know, the last thing I want as a team was 18th in everything. I'd rather have a team that's 30th in something and second in something else. And then I at least know why they're doing what they're doing with a goal of and what they're trying to do. Uh, and John Schumann's power rankings have the, are just incredible, as I said. So here's what he said. Uh, In fact, the assist rate of 45.7 would be the lowest mark of any team in 43 seasons. 45.7 is our current assist rate. To put that in comparison, last year it was 57. In 1920, it was 56. Now we've always been low. We were 25th in the league in 1920. We were 22nd in the league in 2021, and this year we're just crazy low at 45.7. Again, not a, cor- a direct correlation toward winning. Toronto, who's five and three, is next. Washington is five and two. Is after that, Milwaukee, who's good but injured, is after that. So the the best teams in the league don't actually have the highest assist rate because, other than the Warriors, you actually want to just be able to beat people. And so having a low assist rate actually means you have good enough talent to just beat people. So, you know, it kind of goes and bounces around here in various different fashions. Uh, All right, we'll dig into Joe Ingles, who's also probably uh, playing a little differently. And we'll see what uh, thoughts on that are uh, as we continue as well. Uh, And then Eric Pasquale is playing a little differently. And I have a bunch of news and NBA notes around the league uh, for you. So that's all coming up. As we continue, thanks very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. Murdochs have decided that despite the car shortage, despite the fact that they can right now, they will not charge more than msrp for any of their cars pretty uh big statement but blake says it simply we've been part of this community for 80 years we don't want to be walking around town having gouged people for a few extra thousand dollars here or there it will in the long term we'll be these you know working with these people 30 40 50 years from now uh and the way to do it is not to suddenly take advantage of them at this time and add about three or four thousand dollars onto a car so the murdoch's have decided they will absolutely under no circumstance do anything of the sort. Here's some good news for you if you're looking for cars. All of these are available and arriving before December. 14 Elantras, that was the North American car of the year. Eight Sonatas, Those that's what I'm driving right now. Beautiful sedan, really nice supercar. Can't imagine if you're driving a sedan why you need any more. Fit Tucson's, 15 Tucson's, 14 Santa Fe's. We've bought two of those. Four-wheel drive, great size supercar. 10 Konas, that's the small zippier Uh Type of car similar to Subaru Outrek, and then two Palisades uh, are coming in. Uh, unless, of course, uh, one of my guys, uh, Eric, the other day, Noise uh, wanted a Palisade. So there may be down to one because a on Jazz listener jumped on it. Email me first at DLock09 at gmail.com. I'll set you up with a salesperson. Uh, you'll get a direct uh, experience and have the VIP locked on experience and not have to deal uh, with any of the other uh, type of stuff you just. Set it up beforehand, make it easy, make it simple. Uh, so feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. All right, NBA fanatics. Have you heard of Prize Pick? It's the Daily Fantasy made easy. It's a lot of fun. It has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You can actually even mix and match NFL and NBA, so over LeBron or under Mahomes, whatever you want. It's an award-winning app. It's on the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. So use the promo code NBA and get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out Prize Picks. Have fun with it tonight. Use the promo code NBA. Go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is your daily fantasy made easy. So Joe Ingalls is playing a little differently. Uh, And I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. Part of me actually thinks it's a really good thing. So on the simplest form of things, uh, and I've always said this about Joe Ingalls. So Joe Ingalls is the best catch and shoot guy in the NBA. And the biggest problem for Joe Ingles as a catch and shoot guy is that Joe Ingles can't catch his own pass. That's to me when I look at it, that's a huge huge like that's the that is the to me the the most difficult thing. So so far this year Joe Ingles has taken 31 of his 36 shots as three-point shots. 31 of 36 shots have been three-point shots. So he is taking his percentage of three-point shots he's taking. um, And he's making, by the way, 40 is 86% of his shots. It was really high last year. It was 72%, up from 64%, up from 60%. So this has been a trend. 73 percent of his three point field goals is are assisted, which is the highest number uh it's been in three years. He had kind of begun to take that off the bounce three a bit more and um had you know kind of added that into his routine and had become terrific at it. But he's so what is it? Is he playing less pick and roll? Is he just getting catch and shoot opportunities? is he taking less off the bounce threes let's see what we can find so the first one that's interesting is he's playing pick and roll at about uh a third of the amount of time as he played pick and roll a year ago so he was playing pick and roll 22% of our pick and rolls and we thought this might be coming so we've and this might be why we have less ball movement We've made a really big change here in the early going of the year. Last year, Donovan Mitchell played 28% of our pick-and-roll opportunities. This year, Donovan's playing 39%. Mike Conley is playing 24%, which is right on about what he did a year ago. And Joe Ingles is getting less pick-and-roll chances than he did a year ago. He's using 13% of our pick-and-roll, and last year was 22 Now, that number will increase as... Mike Conley plays less games. That's that's part of why Joe's numbers 22% were so big is because Donovan and Mike didn't play at the end of the year. And so Joe got about every pick and roll. But Donovan's at 39 is definitely a change of how the Jazz are playing. And Donovan has been brilliant at the pick and roll right now. He's one of the best in the NBA um, at the pick and roll. And interestingly, Joe, who's such a great pick and roll player, has not been as good yet this year. He and Rudy have not clicked in. Um, and he has not been his usual uh, elite-level pick-and-roll self that he's been. So first thing is maybe that's part of the reason. He's playing a little less pick-and-roll than he was before. The second reason might go back to switching defenses. So if you look at Joe's history as a shooter, we go back to 17-18, five years ago, Joe was 4-1 to catch-and-shoot. If he took five-and-a-half threes a game, Four of them were catch and shoot, and one of them was off the bounce. And then he started doing a bunch of work with his coaches at the time, I think it was Zach Guthrie, and he started in the next, in 18, 19, it was still kind of the same thing, but it now it's four to two. So he added an extra three, and it was an off the bounce three is what he added. Then in 1920 season, where the Jazz changed who they were offensively, he got to about even, even catch and shoot, even Off the bounce, and he still shot 40%, which is insane because off the bounce three is so much of a harder shot, and his shot distribution had changed, and then last year when he had just an insane season, I mean, really one of the great seasons of the year, he was again about even, and he was 49% on catch and shoot, and he was 42% on pull-up off the bounce threes, which is amazing, Uh, one of the best in the NBA. This year, he's back to five threes a game, and it's three and a half to one and a half. It's almost back to that other equation. He's still incredible. He's at 44% on pull-up threes, which off the bounce, which is amazing, and he's at 48% catch and shoot. Again, elite, 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 elite shooter. You know, part of me loves the idea that Joe Ingles is a catch and shoot guy and not a pick and roll guy because he's just that good at it. And for me, that's... That's where he's, you know, he's the more catch and shoot. We can get Joe Ingles and in opportunities with his feet set. It's a 1.5 point possession. It's as good as it gets. and It's so valuable. And It's, it's, it's not talked about as valuable as it is. It's the Kyle Corver Atlanta Hawks 60 win team that nobody understood. It's the Utah jazz last year when uh, Joe had that same season. The, the If you can get five to eight threes a game out of Joe at 45%, you, it's really hard to beat you. I mean, it's single handedly as important as any player on the roster. So part of me kind of loves this. Um, it's interesting. Again, though, I think it might stem back to the same thing. Lack of ball movement, you would think, gives him less catch-and-shoot threes. But the re- if the reason for the lack of ball movement is more switching defenses, the switching defenses mean that Joe doesn't get to play as much pick-and-roll. If everyone's switching, Joe's not one who just goes and beats you off the dribble. And so, therefore, Joe, if, it, if they're switching the pick... And now Joe's Stymied having to go one-on-one, then he's moving it, and he's probably not getting the -the off-the-bounce three. Where he's getting off-the-bounce three is he comes out the pick with Rudy, they drop down, and he comes up and pulls up and is able to, you know, make some really big plays. And from there is, you know, off the on off-the-bounce threes. That's um, those are the things that make him. The most impressive as a player is that he comes off that bounce. You're worried you go under because you're worried about Rudy's role and you're trying to hold up Rudy's role and boom, Joe's nailing it. And that's where the off the bounce three uh, is coming from usually in his pick and roll. It may now be coming in transition where he's dribbling into a three and getting it instead of doing it off the pick and roll because they're switching so many times. So I think these things are all interrelated. And it means that everyone's getting a little bit of a different look and different things than you'd anticipate um, in a season. Uh, special hello to a bunch of people. Bryce got the win this morning. is the first hello. Uh, Ray was right after that. Hello from Brigham in Atlanta. We'll be there. You're coming to the game. To Jurgis in Greece, special hello to you, Andrew. Hello. Mitchell in Australia, special hello. I uh, love the international audience. Um, as well blake hello from luxembourg jj special hello to you as well um another hello from france to someone whose name i have no chance of pronouncing um Gazelle, i think i can't actually even tell what the letters are on that it looks funky G E, yeah maybe um so special hello to everybody um of doing uh of of, of jumping into our early chat uh, today on the program. Uh, Eric Pascal, and then I had a bunch of NBA notes, but maybe they'll wait, and we haven't even got into the Sacramento Kings uh, matchup who are playing, so I could wait on Pascal, but I think people want, want to talk about him, I and I should probably give you a little bit what's going on in Sacramento. The big story in Sacramento uh, is De'Aaron Fox. We'll touch on that, uh, get you previewed for that, as well as talk about Eric here in just a second uh, as we continue on Locked on Jazz today. Thanks very much for making us our first Listen of the day. Make sure you uh, listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd for your second uh, listen of the day. Uh, today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. What are the lines out there for you? you get a fifty percent welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On if you're going to get into all the games on the NFL end. The Colts are a ten and a half point favorite over the Jets uh, for the Thursday night game. In the NBA, today's games we've got. Uh, the jazz are a nine point favorite over the Sacramento Kings. Wow. First game back from a road trip with another road trip coming Kings a little feisty. I'm not sure. I see that Lakers are a 10 point favorite over the Rockets. Suns are an 11 point favorite over the Pelicans. Wow. What a mess. Jake Madison was upset calling everyone liars yesterday on his program. Locked on Pelicans heat minus two and a half against Dallas and, uh, Milwaukee's minus four against Detroit. Despite being shorthanded, Christmas Day line, uh, Jazz still a five and a half point favorite over the Dallas Mavericks. They have the Christmas Day lines up. Uh, NBA futures, you can jump on the championship. Brooklyn, Lakers, Warriors, Bucks, Jazz is the five, uh, the order that they have it right now uh, at betonline.ag for a championship. And for our Western Conference championship, it's Lakers, Warriors, Jazz. Uh, though the Jazz and the Warriors are now evened up at plus three seventy-five to win the West. It's all at betonline.ag. Make sure you go uh use the promo code locked on to get a well, 50% welcome back. Uh Cha-ching is the sound of another sale at Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store, sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS or point-of-sale app accompanied with hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resource once reserved for big businesses, so upstarts, startups, and establishes businesses alike can sell everywhere and synchronize online in in-person sales effortlessly and stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Shopify powers 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more, go to shopify.com slash on NBA, all lowercase. That's lo- shopify.com slash on NBA for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash on NBA. That's shopify.com slash on NBA. I had all these millions of notes today and I thought we were going to end up short on, uh, time and it turns out that that is uh not true um that we're ending up with uh plenty of information for you to right, eric Pascal, really interesting to me so when the jazz acquired eric if you go back out of comes out of villanova not something that, when the warriors got him 16 points a game six rebounds two assists he's 22 years old so he's old he doesn't have a huge upside and the feeling is he's picked with the 41st pick of the draft, but wow, what a perfect pick by the warriors. Cause he'll be so good playing with good players. Cause he can move the ball and he has versatile skills and he'll do all these different things. And then the, the fact of the matter is um, he really never got a chance to do that. Steph Curry and, Draymond Green got hurt in his first year, and he averaged 12 points and six rebounds a year. But he had like a massive usage rate, and he had to do all these things, and he did them actually fairly well for a rookie. Uh, I think because he was 23 years old and he was mature, and had this experience, and so he was able to kind of handle it. But he had a 24% usage rate, which is really, really high. Um, and and then the next year, the same thing happened. He ended up playing only 40 games, but he ended up playing as the Bench unit when Steph Curry and Draymond Green were off the court. Uh, he averaged 10 points, three rebounds and assists. And he again had a usage rate of 24%. What that means is that he was taking one out of every five shots, one out of every four shots on the floor. So they'd bring it up and he'd have <clears throat> his usage rate was 24%. In other words, one out of every four shots it was taking was his. Um, this year with the Jazz... He has changed his game dramatically. Instead of being a one-on-one isolation player, he's really actually just a catch-and-shoot spot-up player. He's taking He's gone from taking 18% of his shots as threes to 67% of his shots as threes. That's a pretty big change. His usage rate is down to about 12%, which is probably more reasonable of where he should be. And um, for the Jazz, is probably the right number. He is an elite, elite rim finisher. And while he's getting to the rim a little less at from because he's taking more threes, he's still finishing. He's 75% at the rim. He's 71% for his career. But you're seeing this totally different player from the way he's playing. So um, now what's interesting is percent of his field goals assisted was 56% last year in Golden State. <clears throat> and it's down to 25% on twos here. Threes, everything's assisted. And that's how it was in Golden State. So he is playing a little bit more isolation one-on-one. I think, again, switching defenses, not as many passing lanes, forcing all of our guys to do this a little bit more um, in how they play. And you are – but you're seeing him make this really interesting adjustment. He's His his minutes played uh, from last year this year are about the same, 17 to 16. And he's just taking – instead of eight shots, he's taking four. It's really an incredible adjustment. His assist rates or rebounds aren't vastly different. You're not seeing anything else that's a significant change. It's really assimilating into this team and playing with elite players and doing it well, which is a pretty cool concept uh, for what he's doing. So, um, you know, I think it's it's a, it's a tip of the hat and shows uh, his ability. All right, Kings come in. Um, they're a little different than last year. They're better. Last year, they were the 11th rated offense and the worst defense in the history of the NBA. This year, they're 12th offensively similar. They're 23rd in the league in defense. Uh, Their half-court offense, though, very similar to last year, is a struggle. They're 21st in the league in half-court offense, and they're number three in the league in transition. So you have to keep them in the half-court. And the reason is that De'Aaron Fox is really scuffling. De'Aaron Fox, who's a terrific player, is just not having a great season, and he's really not having a great season on the -the off-the-bounce three. And that's leading um, to some other issues uh, for him right now. But overall, for the year, he is shooting at um, his last game out. He was 5 of 16. Before that, he was 9 of 21. He comes in in the last five games. He's only hit four threes in those five games, and he's taken four of his last 27 um, from three so far this year. Um, his off-the-bounce three is the shot that, you know, I think everyone was waiting for and hoping was going to happen and has just absolutely not happened at all for him. And that makes a, a fairly significant impact um, on him. The tracking numbers on his off-the-bounce three this year. Last, I have not updated for today, so let me check it because I want to make sure I didn't miss one. But he was about one of 17 earlier. Um He's one of nineteen now on off the bounce threes on the season. He's only shoot his effective field goal percentage is only forty percent for the season. He's only shooting thirty eight percent overall. He's shooting seventeen percent from three. Buddy Hield's playing well. Harrison Barnes is playing out of his head, uh, and you know they've got a lot of talent. Tyrese Halliburton. So they're going to run at us, and if we're slow early, we could end up on the backside of this one in a hurry and have to fight our way back. Thanks for everybody for jumping in today. Uh, fun to have all the international audience today. It is Locked On Jazz. Thanks for making us your first listen to the day. Jump on and listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, available both on YouTube and as a podcast. Also, the program Locked On Now is a great recap of all the NBA action, actually every sport action. Jump on it. Check it out. Check out Locked On Now. It's our new little creation we have out for you. It is the Locked On Podcast Network.